0: This is a WTOP original podcast. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. Setting the stage for a series of reports from Poland and Ukraine on the war. And the question a lot of people are trying to avoid. Why the support for Ukraine may be drying up.
1: Anything had changed? What had changed since the uh, 24th of February of 2022 when the, the world woke up in the morning and saw the brutal attack on, on, the, uh, on Ukraine, on a sovereign nation?
0: Some reflections about the series and a conversation with Yevhenia Kravchuk, a member of Ukraine's parliament, coming up on this episode. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. America has a target on its back, and on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm JJ Green. After spending a week in Poland, a good amount of it on the border with Ukraine, one thing is crystal clear. The next great war in Europe has already started, complete with the horrors similar to those of World War II. And I don't say that in any way to compare what's happening in Ukraine to the horrors of World War II in German-occupied Poland or anywhere else that was subjugated by the Nazi regime. I say that because that's what the people from Poland, Ukraine, and all across Europe told me. As I walked the streets of Warsaw, Krakow, Szczew, Auschwitz and Birkenau, and numerous places between Poland and Ukraine, I was privileged to speak with tearful but strong, sad but hopeful, broken but unbound women from Ukraine, who've lost everything except hope. I interviewed national security officials, who were unable to conceal their deep, personal concerned. And I walked with top defense officials and border guards on alert. I saw the miles of U.S. Patriot missile systems lining the road to Lviv. I saw the ruins of the homes where Poles tried to save Jews from the Nazis. I visited a Jewish community center, museums, and spent several hours with aid workers and saw the weary eyes of a field hospital staff responsible for getting critically wounded Ukrainians aboard aircraft headed to hospitals in Germany and beyond. After thinking profoundly about all of this and researching what's happening in Europe, Russia, and the US, especially new and growing evidence that Ukraine is losing support for this war, I've come up with a series of reports that I believe will illustrate this pivotal moment in history. That series will come along A bit later this year. But I want to make sure that it's clear in setting the stage for this that what's happening in Ukraine is bit by bit inching its way towards exactly what happened in World War II. It was a world war that a lot of people ignored, denied, and refused to admit until it was too late. And the question that I posed in the prelude to this series is will that happen again? As we prepare for the next few weeks for this series, it's important to remember why this war is happening, who's impacted, and just how much it impacts the future of democracy, not just in Ukraine or in Europe, but far beyond. And in order to do that, we spoke with a legislator from Ukraine, Yevhenia Kravchuk, a member of Ukraine's parliament. Thank you for taking time to talk with us today, opinion, yeah. um It's been a while since we've spoken. A lot's taken place. And um, I think the most recent and perhaps most important development is the president's speech at the United Nations. And he said, he asked this question. He said, why is Russia even allowed to come to the UN considering what they're doing? And I'd I'd like your reflections on, on that, but overall, just the situation in Ukraine, if you'd like to start with that.
1: Uh, well, first of, you, uh, first of all, thank you for uh, bringing um, Ukrainian topic here into the focus, because uh, it's important for Ukrainian people, not just members of parliament, but just overall population, overall people, to feel that um, uh, the, the interest is still there. I mean, we're still living the war, uh, we still lose lives of, of civilians, of soldiers every day. Um, uh, but also, um, uh, every day we do something to liberate our territories. It might be slower than Uh, uh, one could expect, uh, but we're not gonna stop. And uh, that actually was the message of President Zelensky saying that we're not gonna stop for winter, for, you know, muddy autumn season. Yeah, uh, We're going to do uh, work of, of the liberation every day. And actually, every day, uh, it could be a, a small portion of uh, soil liberated, but um, it, it, it's being uh, on our side. So we are leading in this war. We're not uh, actually defending, we are uh, counter offensive. Uh, and uh, I think that's the main um, message. Uh, and of course, uh, Ukraine is getting ready for winter. Uh, every night, basically every night, Russians are trying to uh, look at our energy infrastructure, uh, sending uh, the Shehid drones uh, that they bought uh, from Iran or uh, about the techniques. And then they're doing it, uh, uh, this, making these tra- uh, drones on the territory of Russia, but uh, using uh, the, the uh, information from Iran uh, every night, basically. And uh, that's why uh, we uh, keep asking about the better air defense system because it means uh, saving lives uh, and saving normal life uh, during the winter season. Right now we have a very nice comforting temperatures, but during winter they will drop um, into quite low degrees.
0: There are a lot of people uh, member that are in the West that are having doubts about this war and supporting Ukraine. And I know and you know that a lot of these doubts are because of Russian disinformation, in part because of people just not paying enough attention, not really knowing enough about it, or in some cases people just being misled about this whole situation. And I wonder what your message is to people who are questioning whether or not the West should continue to support Ukraine. What's your message to them?
1: Uh, Anything had changed. What had changed since the uh, 24th of February of 2022, when the the world woke up in the morning and saw the brutal attack on on the uh, on Ukraine, on a sovereign nation. Uh, what had changed since the people died in Bucha, in Borodyanka, and all those small cities near Kiev? Uh, what had changed after the attacks on the railroad uh, stations, on hospitals, on maternity wards? Uh, Nothing. Uh, I mean, Russia is still trying to kill a uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, nation. Uh, the uh, only thing that had changed is the part of territory uh, that uh, we uh, managed to uh, put to our control. So th- these uh, territories are growing that are under control of Kiev it was every day. And that's the only thing that had changed. Um, of course, Russia is putting um, billions, I would say, to, to the disinformation campaigns, working with so-called experts in different countries, uh, trying to say that, OK, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's um, something not black and white, it's a sh- uh, shades of, of gray or something. But um, uh, w- we still have uh, kids dying, we still have uh, people dying, and it's still the aggressive attack of one country to another. Um, and uh, th- 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 that's, I think, uh, what President Zelensky uh, said during the, um, uh, uh, his speech in General Assembly of United Nations. Does the statute of United Nations mean something if it does mean that the world should support Ukraine?
0: So it, from your perspective, um, what needs to be done now to bring this war to an end? To to get to the point where Ukraine can finally finish this war with Russia,
1: uh, I think it's the unity of the world, of the normal democratic civilized world, that they have to uh, to go to go forward, um, and uh, it, it will mean that uh, they support should come uh, with tanks, with long-range missiles, with um, uh, fighter jets. Uh, when we last spoke, uh, I was asking uh, for the support for, for the F-16. Now we have this political decision. Our pilots are learning right now. I'm being trained mm, to fly uh, F-16s and to use them. So uh, it's actually um, um, our uh, um, aim and hope is uh, to keep going uh and actually russia is trying to target this unity right now saying that okay you know you're not gonna um, uh, stay long, uh, you don't have the capacity you don't have uh, the money but that's ridiculous because you know gdp of russia is the gdp of texas literally uh, and yes. you know all these uh, powerful uh, proud wealthy countries cannot just uh, you know go to the feet of, of the dictator of vladimir putin
0: yeah that is really interesting point you you bring up and people need to pay attention to that gdp thing and they also need to pay attention to the fact that nothing that russia has done has been successful in the last year or so or more 500 plus days since this war started, except killing civilians, nothing they've done has been successful. So is there anything you want to add that I haven't asked you about that you think is important today? Uh,
1: Well, uh, first of all, um, um, I think that very important to uh, keep pushing for the support for Ukraine. And so the members of Congress that are going to vote for the um, next package of aid would feel that. Because I honestly think that if the government shutdown starts after the uh, October 1st, after the the start of the new uh, budget here, it will affect negatively Ukrainians. Uh, We are going into the winter. So winter times are even tougher Uh, for uh, the civil population. It will lose this support. It will lose this, uh, I would say, um, you know, the feeling of the shoulder of Americans in this war it's going to be tougher for uh, for people for families um and you know they believe in democracy they believe in uh, in the rule of law um so I, I don't want ukraine to be in between the you know, political discussions between the parties different parties uh, in uh, in the united states because uh, i think uh, it's american interest uh, to have strong ukraine and uh, to have, uh, to show to the world that democracy matters.
0: That's it for this episode of Target USA, coming up in our next episode. We've been reporting for years that Americans and people who live in the US are targets of Russian intelligence assassination plans. Now, proof.
1: I came back to my hotel room and I noticed that the door was ajar so, the very first thing that I started to do is to check for bugs. I checked the room, I checked my clothes, my suitcase, and so on. I didn't find anything.
0: But what Natalia Arno, president and founder of the Free Russia Foundation, found in her hotel room in Prague was much more serious.
1: But actually, immediately, as soon as I entered the room, I felt a very um, unpleasant, a very strong smell of some I don't know spray of some deodorant or some perfume. What started to worry me was numbness of my uh, hands and uh, feet and along the spine as if I like my body was being frozen.
0: That's coming up on the next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at whiskey tango oscar Papa, jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast.